Okay, guys. So all of you guys wanted Doug to do a Q&A. I get it. No, I I suggested to do it. Well, that's true. But I still feel like... Overwhelming response. Yeah. Also. That was awesome, Doug. People like really want to hear from you. That's yeah. cool. I mean, if you want to hear from me, I'll do a Q&A too. Just mm-hmm. saying. Just let me know. I'm an open book. You I'm know? an open book too, Doug. Hubby 102. <laughs> uh, but on that note, I feel like you love you love doing this Q&A. So I'm going to let you just take it over. Not to mention, I have to go pick up our daughter from daycare. So go ahead it. and take over the podcast. But guys, I'll be back later on this episode because you know I'm going to pick up Gracie and come right back. So if he's not finished by then, I will bop in to say hello to you guys at the end. Right. But without further ado, start your Q&A. And if I don't Hubby come back buddy. in 20 minutes, wait longer. Yeah, if I'm not back in 20 minutes, I may have taken a target run. Wait longer. She definitely needs diapers. So that is probably going to happen. <laughs> Start your Q&A and I'll be back. Bye. Love you. Bye. Yeah, I guess uh, Jamie didn't didn't really enjoy being uh, a commentator or the question asker for part one. So I am going to take control over the questions and I did copy and paste them all to a spreadsheet. So um, because there was such a such an overwhelming response, um, it actually made me feel special. And um, I didn't realize how much information that um, was not known um, based on the show. Uh, and I'm, and I'm more than happy to, uh, to go over, uh, and answer all of these questions because they are fun. Um, but without further ado, this is going to pick up right where we left off. And the very first question is from an NJ Jenny 62. Thank you, NJ Jenny. Uh, her question was, Doug, what has surprised you the most about parenthood? What has been easier than you expected and what was harder than you expected? Um, side note, I've been following you since the beginning. I love how loving you, uh, loving and patient you are. Your girls are lucky to have you. And yes, I remind them that every day. But, um, but thank you. That actually makes me feel special. And I'm lucky to have them uh, because they are the lights of my life. But um, something that surprised me about parenthood was... Um, I guess really with, uh, I knew that there was going to be lack of sleep, um, but uh, in the beginning, I expected there to be more. Um, Jamie made it a point to want to breastfeed for the whole uh, first year. Um, so as much as we tried to split duties, um, literally, uh, but she was, you know, when, when she was an infant, she was getting breastfed. And, you know, my part in that at nighttime wasn't really too interactive other than you know, every once in a while getting Jamie water. So it was, um, that part surprised me because I felt like that I'd be waking up every minute. Um, but I also went into parenthood knowing that every child's going to be different and, you know, it'll be an experience of our own. And, um, so there was a lot of, I didn't really have expectations going into it. Um, kind of like how I didn't really have any expectations going into the marriage either. Um, you just kind of take things as it comes, but, um, I would say the 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 most difficult part is um is not not knowing what you're doing right um or if what you're doing uh maybe it's some paranoia but you always want to feel like you're doing right by your kids or by Henley and um 
you know, so far so good. I think she's, she's such a happy baby and she's uh, incredibly intelligent, um, which is probably because she takes after my side, but the, um, but yeah, that was probably the most uh, unexpected part and the hardest part, uh, which is just the not knowing, but it's also the most exciting part too. Um, you know, just seeing this little person become a real person and a real human and using words and, um, there's nothing better than, than her laugh and smile in the morning. So, um, next question was Beverly dot Casanova Boone, who writes, I always wonder about that, but people change. She was looking on the outside of you, not your heart, but I think when she gets to know you better and see, it's not all about the outside and the type of husband you are and father, she truly love you. What? God bless no man can hurt your blessings. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, wasn't a question. Um, take tells you that I didn't proofread any of this, but um, so Anna Lembacher writes, will you do more and longer vlogs on YouTube? Would be awesome. It's hard to find you on TV. If you're not located in the U S greets and love from Austria. Um, Austria is now one of my favorite countries. Um, and I hope to do, uh, we both hope to do more vlogs. Um, I think transitioning the podcast to, to some live video, uh, would also be part of the works, but, um, I'm also going to be launching a, uh, YouTube kid channel. Um, I've recently, uh, well, it actually gives me, um, an excuse to buy toys, but, um, I do a lot of things with Henley as far as colors and shapes. And, um, I feel like there's a, a pretty good market for it on YouTube, and I'm planning on putting up to uh, or putting together a Henley and Kids channel uh, real soon with some stop motion animation stuff and uh, brick film, and um, putting together just some educational, instructional kid videos. But uh, certainly, Hot Marriage and Cool Parents will have a a place uh, in the YouTube universe, and and that'll also include some vlogs and some parenting stuff uh, to go along with the show. So, next question from. Siren, S-I-R-Y-N, 6-7, who writes, how much of the maps is actually just production creating drama for TV? Or is it all real? Also, will you guys be visiting Toronto at any point? Um, to take the last question first, not sure if we're, I mean, we don't have any plans to go to Toronto, but um, and I don't, I've actually been to Toronto once, but uh, it would be fun. But for the question, which is something that we get asked a lot about the maps universe is how much production and how much. So um, keep in mind, we were season one and for, and I could speak to our season that um, not much of it was staged. I mean, conversations are uh, pieced together and there's a certain direction and, and kind of vibe and emotion that sometimes they'll suggest, but all in all, it's set up as a, a documentary and kind of following following your marriage. Um, you'll be set up in situations. You'll be set up in certain areas and talk about certain topics, but it's things that would, would have gotten brought up. Um, I mean, sure, there's drama um, that's set up as far as the cliffhangers and things like that. But um, for our season, they didn't, I don't think there was a template to go off of. There wasn't any other season to watch or they didn't know what was going to be picked up or become popular so it was let's just follow these couples and just be normal or <laughs> try to be normal there's nothing normal about the experiment but um let's let's try to film as much as we can it wasn't a 24 7 type of 
filming. Um, you know, they, they, we knew when they were coming, we knew when, you know, or what we were going to be doing, but all the conversation and everything else, it was stuff that would normally happen. Um, I, I hadn't been on TV before this. Jamie had a small, um, uh, part in the bachelor nation, but I, I just said, you know, even uh, towards the end of the first night together, I just said, um, you know, I want, I want us to be the same people on and off camera. I don't want to have to think that I'm having these deep conversations with someone on camera that, you know, that it would be a different person off camera. So it was, um, the drama and everything else, um, as far as I know is, is not generated. Uh, it's all genuine and true. Uh, it's just the way that it gets edited together can sometimes seem a bit more dramatic, but, um, you know, we're, we're, we're not actors and, uh, I think it would come off uh, very disingenuous if they gave us lines and things to say. Um, most of the time it's suggestions, but good question. All right. So this is from Suzanne3519. Um, thank you for the hashtag cool P or cool parents hot marriage. Um, okay. Question for Doug. Before maths, had you ever been close to getting engaged or considered popping the question to a girlfriend? The answer to that is I've felt love and I've been in love uh, several times. And there has been a few that, uh, that, that crossed my mind, but, um, but no, nothing that, uh, nothing that happened before Jamie, where I planned on buying a ring or if I, you know, uh, even, really moved in with uh, another girl um no but there was there there was some that were before jamie that were very special to me some that uh you know for whatever reason things just don't work out um things that uh you know i regret not really actually i don't really regret them but uh there were certainly some scenarios where uh i knew that i probably should have held on to that or probably should have said that or what was I thinking? But at the end of the day, um, none of that, none of that's in my mind at all. Um, they're just flashes of the past. And, um, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't popping the question to anybody or close to popping the question to anybody before Jamie. C Clark, 1955 writes, I absolutely love you guys. So thank you. I assume you're talking mostly about me. Um, A.S. Gurley. Hey, definitely recognize that handle. Um, yeah, thank you for being a fan. But question for Doug. Do you all get to see the MAFS episodes before everyone else, especially since Jamie does Unfiltered? And the answer to that is no. Um, I know Jamie gets a chance to watch some before she does the Unfiltered, but uh, nothing is shared with me. And um, those episodes aren't released. So, uh, each time that we're watching them, um, is the same time you guys are. Another question from Davina underscore one, two, one. How have you handled the loss of baby number two? For women, we are so connected to the child from the moment the tests say pregnant. Great question. Um, for, Baby number one, it was it was tough, um, you know. But uh, like you said, I I didn't I didn't have a connection like Jamie did, um, you know. But you do see it as as your child. Um, for the the second one, the second time that came around, 
um, even after Henley, I've I've been so guarded with the announcement of of pregnancy, um, where it's tough for me to get excited and until you know until I see it. It was the same thing with Henley. It wasn't until uh, we were in the third trimester with Henley that I really felt um, that I really felt like this was for real and we were having a baby. And that's when the excitement kicked in. But for for baby number two, it was um, you know it's sad. Um, it sucks. Uh, it's, it's a setback, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, I'm just guarded. I, I didn't, you know, and, and I, it didn't, it didn't affect me the same way that it affects Jamie. Uh, and I think that's with any relationship. And I, even after the first one, it was definitely a trying time for, uh, for Jamie and I to get a sense of how we grieve. Um, because I, I grieve by getting up and going to work the next day. Um, you know, where Jamie, you know, took her, took Jamie a while, took us both a while. But um, the physical reaction is, is, you know, definitely wasn't the same. Um, the emotional attachment was stronger for Jamie. But um, like I said, it's, I don't know if it's a protective thing or if it's wrong or right. I don't think there is a right or wrong way, but definitely guarded. And I didn't, didn't get my hopes up at all. And, but it, Still hurts kind of the same, I guess, but but that was it. Sammy's girl, 15590, says, question for Doug, what does the tattoo across your chest mean? Um, I haven't told anybody other than uh, family. So um, I don't know why. It's just something that I hold on to. It's not a, it's not really a secret. But what I will say is that the, um, the letters, uh, each letter stands for a word. Uh, the top part is a sentence and the bottom part is a separate sentence and it's mirrored. What I will say is that the, the C, I'll, I'll, I'll reveal what the C is. And the, the top C or the first letter is climb. And that is all. We have carolyn.a.s writes, did you end up getting stitches in your hand? You could have done nerve tendon damage. I hope you went to the ER. I did. I went to the ER and luckily the ER is walkable from where we're staying. So I was able to get into, um, I was able to walk across the street, uh, down the block a little bit and walk into the ER and um, I got two stitches, uh, but it was a, it was a pretty deep cut. Um, it hurt like hell when they were cleaning it out or putting whatever the iodine or however they cleaned it out, it sucked. Um, but then once, uh, yeah, I, uh, it still hurts now. Um, it's, it's been a couple of weeks now and, um, it still hurts to, to push onto it. So I guess it was deeper than what everybody originally thought, but it was two stitches that I, uh, wound up taking out myself or with the supervision of a nurse. And by nurse, I mean, Jamie, who was normally working on, uh, not hands. She said she could do it, and, and we did it. Next question is from Sharon Lynn Six, who writes, Now that you're in the public eye, are girls coming on to you more? Have any of your exes reached out to you now? Inquiring minds want to know. Love you, by the way. I love you, too. There has been, um, especially at the beginning of the show, um, I think there was more more women that would reach out through social media and private messages. Um, 
one because I think uh, well it, it, you know for that whole first season uh, it wasn't certain that Jamie and I were going to be stay, uh, staying together. It wasn't certain that uh, we were going to fall in love or be in love. And so, yes, uh, in the beginning there were certainly more girls that would reach out. None of my exes, um, but there was uh, there was definitely a healthy amount on social media um, to reach out and message and um, follow up from there. But that's yeah, that was really it. A uh, question from Tiff Mason five zero three writes do you think since you've been on tv that it's changed you uh as an individual you know they say money and fame changes people i was just curious if you felt you've changed and if it was for better or worse i always took the approach that i wanted to come off as genuine i wanted to be genuine um and I didn't want to change who I was. Um, there was definitely a lot of choice in um, what they, what we wanted to do or how we wanted to go about the experiment and um, things that uh, situations that they would want to put us in or suggestions or going here, going there. Um, I was very open and upfront about wanting to just be Doug. Uh, and I think I came off that way. Um, a lot of a lot of people from my past and from college and Pace University and you know people that I've known along the way. Um, it was refreshing to have them here. That um, yeah, you're the same old Doug. Um, but the um, I don't think that the 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 fame or the money has really changed me in any way. It's just made me a little bit more uh, aware, I guess, that uh, there's a lot of a lot of people that are watching. <laughs> And I kind of caught a sense sense of that when I made a, a terrible joke about season two uh, on Facebook, which I tried to delete, but uh, someone took a picture of it. But anyway, the um, yeah, the, the the point is is that it's um, it's kept me more honest. Um, you know, where I I'm not one to be so forthcoming and sharing, and you know that has changed uh, for the better. And I think that. Uh, you know, but personally and, uh, you know, family and friends and everything, nothing's, nothing's changed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't think so. And it's not like we're rolling in dough, <laughs> you know, it's a reality show that we were on. And so it was kind of, uh, it's nice though. Um, but I don't think it's changed me or no one's really said that it's changed me anyway. Question for Doug comes from, oh, Sharon Lynn again, I think. Here's more random questions. Okay, perfect. I love those. Question one, what is your favorite movie, TV show, and what are you listening to on your iPod or otherwise? Perfect. Um, so my favorite movie, God, there's, there's, a, there's a couple favorite movies. Um, I don't have one favorite, but there, I'm going to name two or three. Um, definitely gladiator um love that movie um i also like uh actually maybe my favorite movie is the hunting party with richard Gere and uh terrence howard uh and if you don't know what it is it's uh it's a fantastic movie um i think it was a few years back but it was based on a, a real new york times article about uh guys that were covering the the war and uh war criminals uh, near bosnia Herzegovina, i think or so, somewhere around there but uh amazing my favorite TV show is, uh, and it's something that I've watched three times in a row now, 
uh, it's Peaky Blinders on Netflix. I think it is the greatest television show and the greatest television um, on Netflix. Um, and I'm, I heard that there's a new season coming out. Um, but uh, I'm a huge, huge Tom Hardy fan. Um, and now I'm a huge Gilliam fan. But that Peaky Blinders, uh, I've literally watched three seasons now. Um, I also love Game of Thrones. I also love 24 when that was on. Uh, Taboo, which is another one from Tom Hardy. Um, and every night when I go to bed or if I want to watch TV to go to bed, it's usually Family Guy or South Park. What are you listening to on your iPhone or otherwise? I am a huge Howard Stern fan. So if I'm not in the car and I'm listening on my iPhone or whatever, uh, it's usually Howard Stern or an episode of Howard Stern or um, I like Eminem, The Dirty Heads, Sublime, and that's it. All right. Question two, you and Jamie are always promoting things. Do you get that merchandise for free for promoting it or a deeper discount? And question three, would you and Jamie ever get matching tattoos? So for question three, I don't think Jamie would ever get a tattoo, but um, I'm definitely open uh, to getting another tattoo. Uh, I do like them. Not for the artwork, but something that means something to me. Um, so yeah, maybe. Question number two, Jamie and I are always promoting things. So there are certain uh, certain brands that do reach out. Um, most of the time, it is um, stuff that we're already using or doing or signed up for. Sometimes it is sent for free. Other times it's sent as a discount or the same discount that we're able to offer you guys. But it's product that we use, product that we love, products that we respect. And um, yeah, so uh, anything that, that we like, um, you know, that we think other people are like or our friends, uh, we do offer. So yeah, um, definitely stay, follow. Um, and uh, yeah, the products are usually pretty cool. Question for Doug which comes from Mariah Bonowitz. How do you and Jamie deal with a situation if you have a difference of opinion in something to do with raising Henley? If you haven't had it happen yet, have you guys talked about it? And what would you do if you disagree on how something should be handled? Um, this hasn't come up. Uh, I mean, we, Jamie and I talked a lot about our views on parenting and a lot about our how we wanted to raise Henley um, and Jamie's way more uptight than I am. Um, you know, I well, Jamie grew up in in a, a pretty big family too, but um, the the competitive nature uh, is really the one thing that that Jamie can't stand to hear um, about having kids compared or having them compete. Um, and I'm I'm a huge proponent of competi competition, um, and not like I would throw it out there like my kids better than yours. But um, that was really the only thing that we kind of joked about that got a little bit more heated. So it's always a running joke saying, "Well, yeah, Henley's way better looking than that kid or that kid." Um, she hates hearing that. But otherwise, I think Jamie and I have been on the same page, and it's always a conversation. I mean, there's you know, there's not much that. We haven't talked about, and I think over the the last five years or almost five years now that we've been together, it's been uh, we've gotten to to know each other, and these have been little side conversations that we've had. So there hasn't been any uh, any differences as far as how we want to raise or 
anything. It's just sometimes with the food um, because I like eating Henley's food and whenever she eats all the quinoa and other stuff, crap, uh, I can't have any. So that's the only thing. Question from Andrea A. Derberg. Oh, might be Andre- Andrea Aderberg. Um, as a married mom, how do you and Jamie get through the loss of children? My husband and I have had several miscarriages and struggle to find peace with it. Very, very difficult topic. Not difficult, uh, you know, just to, it's just, it's, you know, everybody is going to handle it a little bit different. Um, a loss is, is never something that you want to have happen. It's something that happens a lot, but it doesn't make it easier. Uh, it doesn't make it any, uh, it doesn't like make it any less, uh, scarring to your, to yourself. And, um, after, after the, you know, losing Jonathan, it was, um, I don't, I don't want to say it was traumatizing, but, you know, you get, you get to the second trimester and you're told that that's kind of the safe zone. And, you know, by the time we found out, it was like, it was almost like overnight where, you know, we had a specialist that said, yeah, it's grim. Um, this, this, yeah, this baby is, you know, there's no other choice. There's no, there's no getting around that this is, this is dire, um, that this is not a good circumstance. And, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, that, fortunately that happens. Uh, what I didn't expect was, um, you know, when we went in for the procedure, it was supposed to, you know, be something that would, you know, just, you know, here you go under and, and, you know, um, for whatever reason, uh, by the time we got to the ER, the, um, the place had a gas leak or something in the actual operating room. And what had initiated Jamie going into having Jonathan, um, couldn't wait. And it was just coming. So we were in, we were in the hospital and, um, you know, right where you would normally get the anesthesia to go under and then have the procedure. Um, we couldn't do that. And Jamie, there was, it was at the point of kind of no return where she was going to have to deliver, um, Jonathan right then and there. And, and that was something that I didn't plan for. Um, I'm actually, it turned out to be, I don't want to say a blessing because it's kind of weird, but it gave us an opportunity to, to see Jonathan and, and, and hold him. Um, you know, and, and it's, it kind of, it kind of, you know, he, he looked exactly like what you would see in the medical books. Um, you know, it's this, this little person that was formed and had toes and fingers and, uh, testicles and you know it's it, it was the thought of having uh the procedure done and not being able to you know just kind of get that not so much closure but to to be able to just acknowledge that he was here uh acknowledge that you know he was he, he was part of the family and and part of your life and will always be and after that, it was it's tough for me to get excited over a pregnancy announcement. I don't know if that's going to change for the future, but that's how I handle handled it. It's just I'm guarded, like I was saying before. But rest in peace, Jonathan. On a lighter note, 
Mini Glenn 356 asks, what music bands or singers do you like? Great question. Um, I am a huge Eminem fan. Love Eminem. Um, I like Eminem. I like the Dirty Heads, Sublime. And if I do have time, I like listening to comedians. But uh, for music, taste, um, Eminem, the Dirty Heads, Sublime. I also like some Jack Johnson. Not a fan of Dave Matthews Band, even though some are. Um, but uh, yeah, I enjoy rap. I like rap. All right. Question from Just Drawing Lines. Why are you guys out in California? Are you moving there? What are some of the difficulties of being out there, not in your home, between your work and having a toddler? Um, well, the first of all, the um, we're not moving out here. Um, there's a lot of networking opportunities and 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 work that Jamie does ha- have out here, and um, it was an opportunity for us to, you know, Henley's not in daycare uh, or not in school, and why not get away for a couple months while it's winter? Um, but there's uh, there there are a lot of uh, a lot of people that we we know, and and we wanted to be out here for a couple months just to get a sense of the area, and you know, if if anything, maybe we would be able to um, to buy a place and and rent it out for most of the year, Airbnb it for most of the year, and have a place to stay if we were to come out here for another month or so. But um, but yeah, no, we're not we're not moving out here. It's just uh, for business and pleasure. The difficult part uh, was mostly getting Henley on a, on a schedule. Um, you know, we, we didn't realize how much she would miss her bed, her crib, her bed. Um, you know, we packed light, we packed very, very light. Uh, we only came out with one suitcase and, you know, unfortunately it was, uh, very cold, uh, and, and rainy in the beginning. So we didn't have many, um, winter stuff or long sleeve stuff, but it's starting to get better. But, uh, definitely getting Henley on a schedule, uh, was the most difficult. Um, and uh, this is the longest that I've been uh, able to work from home, uh, meaning you know, two months um, working remote. Uh, I don't think it slowed me down, but I definitely miss the the office atmosphere for where I work. And luckily, I am able to work remote and do my software demos online, and and I stay in touch, um, you know, through through the workday. I was able to keep my same work schedule, uh, so I'm actually getting up at six a.m. and and getting done by 3.30 or I always like to take later demos too um, just because uh, for the commission, but um, getting Henley on a sleep schedule and she's finally starting to sleep through the night. Um, it was miserable for a while, but uh, she loves the daycare she's at. So she's been getting a lot more exercise during the day and um, sleeping through the night. So can't wait to get home where her schedule is all effed up again. From I dot it's dot Aaron, hey, uh, question for Doug. What's your number one piece of marriage advice coming from the perspective of a guy? I'm very happy that you asked this question. I would say the, as far as advice goes for, for marriage, it, get everything out. Get, get everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, out. Get it out. Um, Make sure that uh, you know you have those conversations. Once you start to trust that you know the person you're with, and once you start to understand, you know from there the good, the bad, the ugly. Moving forward, it, everything's a little bit easier, and it's kind of that's when you start to work together. Um, you know when you're 
when you're kind of uh, you know just not on the same page, it just makes things so difficult. Um, but my my advice would be to to get as get as much about yourself out in the open, everything, um, you know, and then anything else from there is just living together. And, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, don't, don't, don't harbor anything or hide anything. And, you know, that's, that was a huge mistake that I, that I made, uh, originally, you know, there was just, you know, but it was also a different situation and, and I don't, uh, getting married at first sight, we didn't have time to go through. So anything that came out, it was at the marriage, but, uh, you know, hopefully that uh, even before you, you pop the question, you know, be sure that this is the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with and fight for it. And But while you're married, my advice would be um, to communicate and don't translate what people are, what you think people are thinking. This is something that I, I bug Jamie about all the time because we'll go through something and she'll get in a mood and it's like, well, what are, what, why are you, why are you in this mood? And well, we did this and they're probably thinking this. And because they said that, they're probably thinking this. And I know what that means. And I know how this person is. And I know why she does it. It's like, no, you're not a mind reader. Um, I'm not a mind reader. So if you want, if you want things done, it, it, that specific things done, done, just, just tell me, just, just tell me what it is. I, I'm not going to read your mind. And then. The next thing is, well, I shouldn't have to tell you. Well, then how, how are we supposed to know? And I'm sure that works both ways. I wouldn't expect Jamie to know exactly what I want uh, done or what they are. You know, so, well, no, you should know what to do. I shouldn't have to ask you. <laughs> well, that's why we're having this argument. But um, yeah, but that goes along with all the uh, marriage advices. Uh, communication. Communication is key. Don't, don't have anything that could come out that, that you know, could be avoided. And then uh, Sharon Lynn six again, question for Doug. Um, tell us your a dream job. Are you a Trump supporter? Do you go to church? Um, which are two very, very uh, dangerous questions, but are you a good dancer? The answer is yes. Uh, I have great rhythm. Um, Jamie's a horrible dancer. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I do like dancing and I like dance moves. I know how to moonwalk and and I've taken a lot of uh, salsa caliente classes at the gym. So I I also know how to uh, to move my hips. As far as the my dream job, um, I do love to travel. I guess my dream job would be um, doing something that uh, you know sharing my experience. And I, I like the idea of being um, being on a show. One of my favorite moments going through the whole pre-baby bucket list was um, going to South Africa, going skydiving, um, going on a ghost hunt. Uh, like that would be my dream job would be um, going around and doing all of these bucket list items and just giving a review uh, or uh, my perspective on those things because... Um, which might be a little bit selfish because I, I love doing all of that. Um, but just a way to kind of incorporate that into uh, kind of a, a show or um, I do like comedy. Um, I've tried stand up for a bit, but I kind of not just gave up on it, but I, but I did just stop and, you know, there's, I like that. I like the, the improv. Um, I like coming up with ideas and putting it down and into videos and, um, you know, I think some of that will also come out through the 
the uh, the kids YouTube channel that I'm going to be doing. But okay, Sunfire here asked why y'all living in LA, and I think we discussed that. Pink shawl girl. Oh, you shaved. I love the clean face look. Yes, I hear that a lot. Dutch mama of boys writes, why are you guys in LA for two months? And we did discuss that. Crystal GC writes, Doug, having gone through pregnancy issues myself, we as women sometimes forget that it is a stressful situation for men as well. If we, uh, if you could let us know one thing that you want us women to understand how men feel during the struggle, what would it be? My answer to that would be understand that it is, it is different. Um, and it's tough for me to speak about, speak to, to all men, but, um, from my perspective, um, it, it's different for guys. It was different for me. Um, Jamie didn't understand that. Um, something that hurt Jamie a lot, um, and hurt me a lot too. Uh, but because I wasn't physically uh, or outspoken uh, about what had happened with uh, with the miscarriage and with the loss, um, it was perceived as that I wasn't that that I didn't care as much, which is totally not true. But trying to understand where that that there's going to be different ways of handling things, different things said, not everybody handles it the same way um just don't expect them to act or feel the same way that you do uh it can be hard for both but the reaction and the way that it gets handled uh, can be very different um and it's not right or wrong um it's just empathizing with you know what is happening and and coming together uh really but guys understand that this is this is a uh you know there is a different piece that you know we're not carrying the baby we're not carrying the uh the physical part of it we're not carrying the uh the hormonal part of it um even though i did have a lot of the sympathy symptoms but um you know we we sometimes don't know how to act or what to do or do we be strong for you guys or uh what do you what do you need um you know, which are all questions that guys could also ask, but, um, you know, just as, as much as you, you, you don't know how guys are feeling, we guys are going to be the same way. We don't, we, we don't know what, we don't know the appropriate things to say or what to say or, um, where I, and I think we answered this once before, but, um, just, just being there for each other, just even sitting next to each other, you know, seeing if anything's needed i think just just having someone present with you is going to be enough but um i would say just yeah the expectation of uh don't don't expect people to act a certain way or similar to you uh or in, even interpret that to be a sign or anything different it's just that you know everybody everybody handles it differently i don't know if that's advice but Tambu83 says, is your hair growing back yet? I think it is. Um, I think I started it three months ago. Um, and it supposedly takes three or four to six months to really start to notice. So I've gone through two treatments. There's another treatment that 
is supposed to uh, that I'm supposed to go to as soon as we get back from LA. Um, so I can't wait to go see Randy and Dr. Anthony um, and uh, and get this third treatment done. But I do notice a difference, and some people that haven't seen me in a while have said something, including my family, um, which was nice. But I think there's still time. Itchy feet seals. Good for you with that name. Question for Doug. Do you get hit on a lot? And has anyone ever been wildly inappropriate with you in front of Jamie or Henley, being that you are in the public eye? The answer to the um, wildly inappropriate, um, no. Um, there's, not much, there's not much that I consider wildly inappropriate. Yeah, because that's, I think I handled that pretty well. Um, but as far as getting hit on, um, not really. A lot of it was kind of behind the scenes, uh, you know, through social media. Um, but most of it was during the first season. Um, you know, once it started to pick up some steam and once, uh, people didn't know whether or not Jamie and I would make it, uh, there was, there was a lot of, a lot of people reaching out and commenting and, um, you know, but, uh, but since then nothing's been completely inappropriate, but I do get hit on because I, I do like to flirt, but Nothing inappropriate. Chef Carolyn 52 writes, why do you want the world to know everything about you and your family? You will never have privacy again. So many people put their lives out there and want their privacy back. You can't have it both ways. Chef Carolyn, I am not asking for it both ways. We are just being friends. We're giving information as friends. We're sharing our lives because... Some people care. We still have things that are private. I'm not, but I'm also not asking for the privacy back. Um, you know, we're we're both we're both adults, and and we don't we don't overshare. Uh, I don't think. And you know, our our friends are um, they keep us honest, and they they you know, it's we're not asking for the privacy back. And um, other than what you see on social media, everything else kind of is private. Um, I mean, who knows what will happen in the future, but um, this is our choice. You know, everybody's going to be a little bit different, but um, I appreciate the question. Kicking underscore Ashfold writes, Doug, if you worked in a prison, which job would you want? If Jamie was an inmate, what should or what would she be in for? What job would I want? I think I would want the job of the person going through and handing the food under or in the little slot uh, for the pe- the really bad people uh, or the ones that are on death row. I don't know if that's just in the movies though, but uh, if I was, if I was, if I worked in a prison, I'd want to be, I'd be the one that uh, would hand the food through the little hole uh, to the people because I feel like that's out of the whole entire job. They'd be looking forward to you passing by their cell the most. Um, and you don't mess with people that are feeding you. Um, so that would be my job. Either that or up in a tower uh, with a, uh, a rubber bullet gun uh, that gets to fire down if there's any, any shit going down. Um, and if Jamie was in prison, what would she be in prison for? I would say because of all of the forensic files and all the... 2020 murder shows um 
I would think that she would probably go to jail for trying to solve a crime and trampling on all of the evidence because she literally thinks that she's she'd be a detective and a good detective. And I kind of see her wanting to take over a crime scene or being the first one on the scene and then just totally effing up all the evidence and all the evidence just now points to Jamie because she tried to solve everything and she was looking for fingerprints and pictures on Facebook and all of her DNA gets left all over the scene and now she's the killer. Um, so that's why. Jenna or Jen Brambilla, sorry if I pronounce that right, does it bother you that Jamie frequently brings up that she was initially disappointed and not physically attracted to you? Did that impact your confidence or self-esteem? To be completely honest, it did not bother me or disappoint me. I didn't know how to, to the extent until watching the season, but um, I've always been a confident person. Um, I have a good self-image, uh, not so much now because I hate how skinny I am, but I knew, uh, I knew that it was a scary experiment and I knew that uh, you know if it did work out, it'd be great. And um, I was just always confident in myself and the person that I was and the family that, that I have. And um, yeah, so no. So from Prinny, I think I'm pronouncing that right, P-R-I-N-N-E-Y writes, does sex feel like a chore? since you have been on schedule to conceive. Also, tell us how you guys lost your virginity. Great, great question. So um, sex does not feel like a chore, but I like the part of trying to conceive. Um, Jamie Jamie is not always in the mood. Uh, and as much uh, as I try to... Um, be sexy with her or, um, you know, even set up the, the tone or the mood. I like the chore of it. Um, and I think that, uh, after Henley was born and, you know, the, because we went through with Jonathan, there was a lot of bleeding and we kind of just didn't really want to take a lot of chances. Um, I don't know if sex would even have anything to do with, uh, or affect it, uh, in that way. But, um, Sex has become a priority for us, um, even moving forward. Um, and that's been kind of recently where we were just like, we need to get back into the sex game um, or get back on track with ourselves and not just have sex as a chore. Um, but, you know, because it's an important part of our marriage and it's, it's something that we both said, even in uh, when we were first getting together, that uh, we want we we feel sex is a, an important part of a marriage and a relationship and it's a, you know one of the one of the more important uh, things that uh, couples can do uh, well at least in our minds anyway but as far as how i lost my virginity so um i lost my virginity when i was 16 years old um and it was with a friend um where we were both comfortable with each other um we we're best friends and it was one of those things where it's just like, you know what, let's, uh, should we just do this? And we did it. And yeah, I think we went for a good week or so, but, uh, but yeah, that's how I lost my virginity. And, um, I think it was, I think it was outside too. Um, a lot of it in the beginning was outside, um, 16 and 17 years old and, um, a lot of parks and the beach and church parking lots because they're never lit. Um, but yeah, um, 
I don't necessarily know Jamie's. She's not here, but she can she can tell you her virginity story when she gets back. Um, let's see. Okay, we're almost done. Jojo, or maybe it's uh, Jojo Rob eight one two asks, "What are your thoughts on this season of the Married at First Sight couples?" I know I mentioned this once before um, about Luke, um, so I won't I won't be redundant about it. But um, I just think that uh, that it's uh, you know anybody that anybody that treats another person like that, like they just don't matter. I mean, any any sane person would know that if you turn to somebody that you're intimate with and someone that you're trying to be vulnerable with and um, you know, take out the marriage thing because you know obviously they didn't feel like they were married, and and you can't really, you know, you don't know them, uh, you don't know each other like that. But um, for for someone to to be in a safe space where your home, your bed should be a safe space, no cameras, no audio. There's no putting on a show. There's no other added pressure. You are with each other. For someone to to go and say what he said, um, it's just. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. Um, he's just. He's just a. It, it's just such a, a a douche thing to say. Um, you know. And and there's there's something there's something that's wrong. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my opinion, but. Um, you know, how, how you would think that that would benefit the conversation or benefit your, benefit your relationship with somebody. You don't even say that to a friend. I'm repulsed by you. Um, you know, someone that's, that's trying to do their best to feel confident in the relationship. And, you know, for, for, for him to turn around and say that, um, it's just, it's just so, it's just so wrong. It's so messed up. I don't care if it's any if it's any girl if it's a, you're you're not you I mean well you're kind of forced to being there but I have kissed a lot of people in my lifetime and some that some some people that I've that I've kissed that that I don't find attractive at all I would never it wouldn't matter the type of girl that it was it wouldn't matter I would never say that I was repulsed by kissing a girl it just wouldn't come out of my mouth if it was a guy, yeah, I'd be repulsed by kissing a guy. And it's just because that's what, not what I'm attracted to. Hi, Henley. They just got in. But um, the other couples, though, I'm, I'm rooting for. Um, the other... Thank you, Henley. You got a nana? The other couples of Married at First Sight, I'm, I'm rooting for, though. And, um, you know, I'm always engaged in the season, and I always like the behind-the-scenes part of it because... Um, I kind of understand that world, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, that, that's the only emotional response that I, that I have for, um, the current season now, but, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, the, the ones that, that go through, um, you know, Jamie and I have always said this before that we're open to, um, you know, we're open to being friends and setting up uh, this community. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're part of a, a group that hasn't gone through, uh, that not a lot of people have gone through. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it feels like we're, we're bonding, uh, or we're bonded like a fraternity, but, um, that's, yeah, that's my thoughts on the current season. 
And the very last question, wow, we're at the last question. The last question here is from Jamie Lynn 54. Uh, so you still believe that maths can work. I feel like after the first couple seasons, people were more for fame than looking for a partner. Do you feel like the authenticity of the show's concept is gone? That at this point, it's too publicized to still have genuine people on the show. I believe that maths can work, and it's because I still believe in the experts. I still believe in the process. Um, it's, uh, it's a process now that's more common than going out to a bar um, and meeting somebody or, you know, and I'm talking about the whole match, uh, you know, match relationship type thing, whether you're on a dating site or this, it's, uh, it's taking that to a new level. So is there going to be people that are fame hungry? Yes. Is there people that are going to be looking for love? Yes. Um, I have confidence in uh, the fact that uh, the experts are the ones that are putting these people together and they're the ones that are fielding these questions and the ones that are at these groups and these, uh, you know, filtering through the ones that may just be for fame and, and finding people that actually match. Even if someone's looking for fame uh, and if, if that's the same ambition on both sides, they still may be a good fit. Um, there's a lot more questions that get asked about someone's character, uh, someone's morals, beliefs, um, and, you know, family background and what they aspire to, what they hope for, what, you know, who they see themselves being with, what their perfect person or, you know, perfect life partner would be. Um, all of those questions are asked beforehand uh, and a lot more and personality tests and assessments. And as far as how people act on TV is different. Um, but, the initial process of getting in, they don't select people that um, just because they're outrageous or um, obviously good looking because that's, you know, how did I get on the show? Um, but it's, there's a, a long process of filtering through and finding people that match together. Um, so I feel like the uh, being genuine and, and maps can absolutely work, uh, just like how Match.com and other dating sites work. Sometimes people don't know what they want. Sometimes people um, get into it thinking that they want one thing, and then you know, all of a sudden it's something completely different. Um, you know, I think we saw that even in our season with Monet and Vaughn. I, I think that you know they they went in saying, "Oh, I want this type of person. I see myself marrying this type of person." And it turned out that um, it wasn't the type of person that uh, that they want to see them with. And and even that is there's success in that. There's success in life and being able to uh, understand what you want and who you are, and and you know, kind of taking it from there. So, um, I, I I don't think that the authenticity is lost on maps. I think that it still works, and um, it's because the experts. It's because the experts are the ones that filter through, and you can't. But you can't control people. Um, you can't control people and how they see themselves on, uh, you know, on TV or because they know that they're being filmed. You know, some people are up and, you know, overreactive on camera. But there's a lot of time that's downtime. There's a lot of time that you're not filming. You're not on twenty four seven. It may feel like it because it's a, you know, six seven week process, but. Um, you have a lot of downtime to, to find out who you are and who the people are and you know but uh, but no I, uh, I'm a believer in maps and will always be and that's all um, 
Jamie needs help. So I'm going to stop. I just want to get through the questions and that was it. Thank you.